inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Have you ever wondered... Have you ever wondered about what Robin Williams said when he's what he meant when he said reality what a concept? Have you ever said to yourself this can't be real? Have you ever lived in an alternate reality? Have you ever ever lived in an artificial reality? Have you ever lived in one that might be uh, augmented to a greater degree than others? You know, reality is an interesting thing. It's kind of like truth, right? You know, I was born in 1965, graduated high school in 1983, and in my time of growing up, I was in the truth is relative time frame, where all of a sudden there was no truth except what the truth that we decided. Well, what happened is that transferred into reality. And in 31 plus years of working with people at deep structural level, I learned something a long time ago that nobody responds to reality. What we respond to is our own map of reality. And there's a huge difference. The map is not always the territory. And so we're going to talk about reality. You know, 30 years I've been in the personal development arena. And I understand the power of our beliefs. Everything we do or do not do is driven by our beliefs. And again, you got to get this understanding. I'm not saying that there is no reality. What I'm saying is that nobody responds to reality. We don't respond to what is going on. We respond to what we believe is going on. We respond to our map of reality, which might not be reality at all, but we treat it as if. You see, the map is not the territory, but it is the keeper of your created laws. And today, I am so blessed, and so are you, because we're going to be joined by an incredible warrior. Her name is Jennifer Ritchie. She's Chief Strategy Officer for Gravity Jack. Gravity Jack is a research design company that is creating the future experience. Now, with AI, with AR, the future is now. Be blessed as Jennifer alters listeners' reality. And today, we're going to pose the question, what is your reality? And to me, life is art. I have this picture, and if you look at today's posting on the radio show, you see this picture. It's artwork from the, I think, the Guggenheim it is. Yeah, the Guggenheim. And it's this single-armed robot with a little scraper, and there's hydraulic fluid all over it that it looks like blood. So let me read you about this. In this work commissioned for the Guggenheim Museum, Sun Wan Yan and Peng Yu employ an industrial robot, visual recognition sensors, and a software system to examine our increasingly automated global reality, one in which territories are controlled mechanically and the relationship between people and machines is rapidly changing. Placed behind clear acrylic walls, their robot has one specific duty, to contain a vicious, deep red liquid within a predetermined area. When the sensors detect that the fluid is strayed too far, the arm frenetically shovels it back into place, leaving smudges on the ground and splashes on the surrounding walls. The idea to use a rope came from the artist's initial wish to test what could possibly replace an artist's will in making a work, and how could they do so with a machine? 
They modified a robotic arm, one often seen on production lines such as those in car manufacturing, by installing a custom-designed shovel to its front. Collaborating with two robotic engineers, Sun Yan and Peng Yu, designed a series of 32 movements for machine to perform. Their names for these movements, such as scratch and itch, bow and shake, or the, quote, ashake, reflect the artist's intention to animate a machine, observed from the cage-like acrylic partitions that isolate it in the gallery space. The machine seems to acquire consciousness and metamorphose into a life form that has been captured and confined in the space. At the same time, for viewers, the potentially eerie satisfaction of watching the robot's continuous action elicits a sense of voyeurism and excitement as opposed to thrills or suspense in the case. San, Sun Yun and Peng Yu are known for using dark humor to address contentious topics, and the robot's endless repetitive dance presents an absurd... I don't know how to say the Sisyphean view of contemporary issues surrounding migration and sovereignty. However, the bloodstain-like marks that accumulate around it evoke the violence that results from surveilling and guarding the border zones. Such visceral associations call attention to the consequences of authoritarianism guided by certain political agendas that seek to draw more borders. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm looking at this thing. I don't see that at all. This is what today's show's about. This is what art is. I've looked at some art and can't believe that that costs $10,000. My kid could make that or $100,000. But here's how life affects us. These two women did this thing with this meaning. I don't see that meaning at all. But I did get a, a different meaning from a Twitter user. Twitter user took to social media to share what music producer and owner of record label Slighty, Slightly Sizzle Records, James Cricket Parr, had said about the artwork. It's gone viral. Listen, this is what he said. No piece of art has ever emotionally affected me the way this robot arm piece has. It's programmed to try to contain the hydraulic fluid that's constantly leaking out and required to keep itself running. If too much escapes, it will die. So desperately trying to pull it back to continue to fight for another day. Saddest part is they gave the robot the ability to do these, quote, happy dances to spectators. When the project was first launched, it danced around spending most of its time interacting with the crowd since it could quickly pull back the small spillage. Many years later, as you see now in the video, there's a video attached to it, it looks tired and hopeless as there isn't enough time to dance anymore. It now only has enough time to try to keep itself alive as the amount of leaked hydraulic fluid became unimaginable, unmanageable as the spill grew over time, living its last days in a never-ending cycle between sustaining life and simultaneously bleeding out. In parentheses, it says, figuratively and literally, as its hydraulic fluid was purposely made to look like blood. The robot arm finally ran out of hydraulic fluid in 2019, slowly came to a halt and died. And now I'm tearing up over a friggin' robot arm. It was programmed to live out this fate, and no matter what it did or how hard it tried, there was no escaping it. Spectators watched as it slowly bled out until the day that it ceased to move forever. Saying that this resonates doesn't even do 
Justice, IMO. Created by Sun Wan and Peng Yu, they named the piece Can't Help Myself. What a masterpiece. What a message. Extended interpretations, the hydraulic fluid in relation to how we kill ourselves both mentally and physically for money, just in an attempt to sustain life, how the system is set up for us to fail on purpose, to essentially enslave us, and to steal the best years of our lives to play the game that the richest people of the world have designed. How this robs up of our happiness, passion, our inner peace. How we are slowly drowning with more responsibilities, with more expected of us. Less rewarding payoffs and less free time to enjoy ourselves. How there's really no escaping the system and what we're destined at birth to follow a pretty specific path. Wow. I didn't see any of that. This is what I'm talking about. I look at this picture and I saw the video and I didn't see anything what these two people saw. The people who made it and this other guy at all. And by the way, people added this thing here. The liquid is not hydraulic fluid, but colored water, which was not required to keep the robot from running. And the robot did not run a hydraulic fluid and did not die. So you see, you got the people who created it and you got this famous guy who wrote about it. And they're not correct. What they're seeing is their perception. What they thought happened didn't happen. And this is how our lives is. Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created. And I tell you to stop there. Because our first introduction to God was as creator. And then 25 verses later, he says, let us make man in our image, under our likeness. We were made to create and today on Like It Matters Radio, you're going to meet an interesting woman, Jennifer Ritchie. And she's in the realm of creation, artificial intelligence, uh, uh, augmented reality. And has she got a story about her and Gravity Jack. You don't want to miss this interview. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch, and if you or your business owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed. Billions of dollars are earmarked for IRS Fresh Start programs. And if you qualify, you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars. Listen, I know what you're going through. Call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for free. 800-246-1687. 800-246-1687. You're a work in progress. A little more. A little more. Constantly under construction. That's good. To build your productive life, you need the right tools from Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio. A good golfer has a great caddy who shares the load and understands the course. Hire Mr. Black as your life caddy to live more fulfilling and successfully. If you want to get to the next level and beyond both personally and professionally, sign up for Mr. Black's Immersive Leadership Awakening class. It's the most powerful transformational two days you will ever experience. Stay in touch with Mr. Black and the change connected to him on your schedule with his daily podcast. Search Living Like It Matters wherever you get your podcasts. Walk along with Mr. Black as he goes to God's instruction manual. It's manna from the Word of God with Mr. Black's Bible teaching at wayofwarrior.blog. Build yourself up like it matters and get everything God has for you. Go to likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. We really cover the way of the warrior. You know, we've been given this gift called life. 
and we were made to create, right? Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created. And I always tell people, stop right there, because our first introduction in God is as creator. And then 25 verses later, it says, let us make man in our image unto our likeness. Did you hear that? We were made to create. We were made as imagers of Yahweh. What are you doing with your life? Nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. I'm not saying there is no reality. Don't twist my words. What I'm saying is we don't respond to what's going on. We respond to what we believe is going on. And in neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, we've learned a long time ago that the map is not the territory. And there's been many times in my short little life of 58 years where I thought I knew one thing, but something totally different was going on. And that's why it's a great metaphor uh, today's show to really our lives. And so we are blessed. We have an incredible woman. Never met her. I'm going to meet her for the first time, just like you listeners. Uh, but man, am I impressed. And as a leader of leaders, uh, someone who's worked in the transformational field of personal development for 31 plus years, uh, I can tell uh, you got good bones here, good stock. And this is a powerful warrior, incredible woman. Uh, Jennifer Ritchie is a Southern California native, transplanted to the great Northwest, along with being a technolo- technology futurist. I love that entrepreneur. She is mother of four, a sport bike rider, and a skydiver. So she's a daredevil as well. Jennifer has been in the technology sector since leaving school to help kick off a startup in 2002. Her first foray into technology was a CFO of Tamita Software, a custom software development company that was acquired in 2007. From this, Jennifer went on to assume the same role at Play Expert, a gaming company. And in 1909, uh, sorry, 2009, uh, helped spearhead uh, the formation of Gravity Jack. And so you don't need to hear from me. Let's hear from the woman herself. Let's welcome Jennifer Ritchie to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Jennifer? I'm doing well. Thank you. Super happy to be here. Oh, you're awesome. Well, I'm just reading about you. Man, I'm impressed. Sign me up, man. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, and i got to be honest with all the stuff I saw. Uh, what really uh, got to me is the mother of four. Uh, man, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's an important role, correct? It is. I, I birthed two and chose two, and they are Amen. all so amazing. Biggest yeah, blessing ever. <laughs> oh, huge, huge, huge. But I'll tell and you I'm a grandma now, your, too. <laughs> your grandma, you don't look, you look yeah. barely old enough to be a mother. <laughs> so, uh, your grandma, well, congratulations, congratulations. So, uh, Matt, I love the term. First of all, we have a lot to talk about in a short time. I'm going to keep going for the whole hour. But Gravity Jack, cool name, uh, mobile AR game, the War Tribe of Binyamin. Now, uh, I'm mm-hmm. a... I'm a uh, I love to study the word, uh, love my God. I'm first and foremost a warrior for God. So this looks a little Hebrew, right? The war tribe of Binyamin? It, it, we actually mispronounce it intentionally, and it's war tribe of Binyamin, but definitely Binyamin. derived Binyamin. From, from Binyamin. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. I could see that right there. Uh, it, it blew me away. And, and by the way, I'm a little familiar with AR just because I'm a big kid. I'm 58 years old. I still play. I'm a Pokemon hunter, you know, so I played Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go. And that was the first I really saw AR. I think that's AR mm-hmm. where I could actually see the Pokemon in my house with me. So they're sitting on the right. table right next to me. I can hit that's Is that AR? Is that what that is? 
That is, yeah. Augmented reality is putting digital content into your real space that you can view through a viewing device, like a mobile phone or some headsets uh, that have augmented reality, too. But yeah, Pokemon Go is great for business because people... You know, we, we started, we were very, very early on in the space. And so we were evangelizing and educating and, you know, Pokemon Go came and it was like, finally, super easy way to say yeah. what it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I hate to say that. I mean, I'm a 58 year old man, but I, that's what I thought. Like, that was so cool. And my, my little boy, Banaya, man, we show him that, look, there's a Pokemon right there. Oh my gosh. He lit up. <laughs> it was so, because it's right there. It looks like it's sitting on your desk right in front of you. And it's stunning, stunning. And we'll get to all that. But one thing I love, tell me real quick, technology futurist. I love that mm-hmm. term. What do you think, mm-hmm. what does that mean to you? Well, technology is just ever evolving, like all of us know, but being in the field, you, you have to be on the forefront of it, you know, so it's not just, you know, working with the technologies that exist in the present, but when a client comes to you with a need or, or a want or a desire, well, you need to be looking at like, okay, what is it going to look like in one year, three years, five years for this execution? So that's what I interpret and, and mean by futurist is going, how, how should this technology be rolled out in an organization or an execution uh, looking forward or what is coming or what is the natural evolution of, you know, technology or devices so that we collectively can be planning now for what's to come. Well, that sounds like, you know, Covey's, you know, seven habits of highly effective people, you know, begin with the end in mind. Uh, and I'm a goal getter. Uh, and, you know, my forte is in leadership training. I've been doing intensive leadership training at the most powerful two and a half day leadership training. It rocks people's world. It changes their lives. And, and, and uh, we always talk about beginning with the end in mind. Uh, and that's kind of why I want to start with you on this interview. Uh, listen, w- w- because your your job is to, to deal with reality. You augment reality. You create a reality that's not yet existed, correct? That's what you talk about, to see into the future. And you basically create a visual that allows people to see in the future with more clarity. Is that fair? That's, I, I could get behind that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that's, well, that's so powerful. But let me ask you this, and I want, always want to start with you as a person first. What drove you? And I know it's a weird question, but I, I thought about this question. When did you decide that you were going to create your own reality? I think that's a great question. I don't know if you've ever asked that, but was there a time in your life at a six-year-old girl, a 12-year-old young lady or 16-year-old that you decided, when did you realize that you wanted to play with reality? So I actually was going to be an attorney. I come from my dad is an attorney. My younger brother well, you is an attorney. Never kind, yeah. A little bit of the yeah. truth. No, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, so I was I was on my way to law school actually when uh, I met my husband and we I moved from California to to Washington and then that's when Tometa Software started um, and. I ran numbers, you know, I was involved. That was more of, that was pre-mobile though. So that was more executions on laptops and PCs. Uh, And I ran the numbers and I've since learned to be cautious with my words here that it was easy for me, bookkeeping, kind of accounting, balance sheets, but it was just not fulfilling. And then my role started to evolve as I just got more passionate about the technology themselves. You know, not just, Mm. I don't necessarily code. I not necessarily, I do not. Let me clarify. I don't do any of the coding, but I love the idea that um, I can look at a problem and I can solve it with tech. 
you know, people mm. can come to me going, oh, I have these needs. And I'm like, well, let me give you a plethora of solutions from the technologies that we have. Um, and, mm. you know, I, I got to speak at a lot of events over the years. And uh, I often will challenge the audience. If you don't think you can use augmented reality in your job and your at, at the vertical you're in, the, the company that you're in, I can promise you, you can. I put my email up, mm. email me, call me. I will tell you how to do it because I believe in it. I really believe in utilizing technologies and, and really function. I mean, the, there's fun, quirky ways to use it too, but there are real life-changing ways these technologies can be used. And uh, I love being a part of that journey with people. Oh, oh and it's, it's stunning. And I'm in the happy, you know, I've been doing what I do for 31 years and I'm now kind of, never use technology. What I do is pretty powerful, pretty simple. I don't need a lot of electronic devices, but because of that, I have actually um, ignored uh, technology to my disadvantage. Mm. And so now I'm bringing all that in and we're reforming, uh, uh, re rebranding everything, uh, Way of Warrior. But a lot of it is because it's bringing in technology that hasn't been there that's going to allow me to expand my territory, increase my responsibility. So uh, what you're talking about is spot on. And I'm in the training field. I'm in the psychological field. Uh, I'm in the oh. field of personal improvement. And man, I'm telling you right now, uh, without technology, I haven't been using it. It's it's been such a hindrance to me. And now I got people around me that are incorporating technology so that the message can be more clear, concise, can be repetitive, can be in front of pe in front of people at certain times. And without that technology, uh, I'm missing the boat. And the people that I'm not inf affecting, that it could be ch saving lives, saving marriages, bringing people into the kingdom, uh, how many millions of people am I missing because I'm not using technology? And that's where I'm at. So real quick, in, in the next two segments, we're going to go through all about graduate uh, Jack and all about what you're doing but let me ask you something as a person human being define success for me when you get to the end of your life you know what do you want your kids to think about you what do you want your husband to think about how do you want to leave your mark when you're done God, that is so funny I literally just watched this video this morning that speaks directly to this I don't recall who it was but he wow. spoke to this older man 85 years old uh, very successful CEO of many companies had kids this that the other athlete and he said at the end of his life, you know, he goes, how, um, how, how do you handle the fact that you used to be so capable and do all these things and you're really physically slowing down? Um, how do you handle that? And he says, it forces me to focus on what really matters. And I wish I wouldn't have waited to the end of the line to know yep. what really matters. So the fact that Amen. you came out of the gate with my kids, my grandkids, I mean, I want, I want to be a part of technology and I want to leave a mark and I will absolutely do that. And I will, I will, uh, lead where the Lord has me in that area. But if you're asking me as a human, it's yep. my babies, it's my husband, it. my family and yep. spending time with them and being with them and counting the number of smiles at the end of my life and the ways that I have impacted them directly. That is, that, that is and will be my, my success. Amen. That's the Bible says is appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. And you're spot on because what you just said, that, Jennifer, is how we're going to be judged. So stay with us. We're going to get the meat and potatoes of Gravity Jack and all that you're doing with AR and AI. So we're talking with Jennifer Ritchie, an incredible woman, incredible conversation. You don't want to miss this. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. If you're confused, lost, lonely, or feel like you're living in a foreign land, 
you are not alone. This is Scott B. Black, host of Like It Matters Radio. It's this crisis that created Like It Matters Radio in 2015. God charged me to bring hope to the airwaves by bringing clarity to the confusion and to help guide people to function at a higher level. We bring truth therapy and we need your help. Like It Matters Radio is now available to radio stations across this country. We need Like It Matters Radio in all 50 states and here's what you can do to help. Please call the program manager of your local radio station. Ask them to add Like It Matters Radio to their schedule. It doesn't cost them anything and will add value to their station lineup. If you have questions, you can email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. Our nation needs to hear this message because our beloved country is rapidly deteriorating and freedom is continually being quenched. Call your local radio station today and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio. Together, we can help others live their lives like it matters. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings for from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today we are so blessed. And by the way, uh, yes, I am hitting the road today. And uh, my listeners text me all the time. Uh, I am hitting the road today. I'm heading up to Minneapolis. So I'll be in Minneapolis. We do start class tomorrow night. Team 250 It's a full class. It's closed. Uh, um, but graduation is on Saturday at 3.30. It's open to the public. Please join us. Uh, and then on my next trip, I'll be in Vegas, uh, November 9th through 11th. Uh, I have 12, room for 12 executives in that class. Uh, and then my last class of the year, be the first weekend in December in Dallas. Go to likeitmatters.net. You can check out my schedule where I'll be. And so we are blessed today because we are talking about reality. We're talking about artificial intelligence. We're talking about augmented reality, but we're talking about life. Uh, and we are blessed because incredible warrior. She is the chief strategy officer for a great company called Gravity Jack. Her name is Jennifer Ritchie. Thanks again, Jennifer, for being with us. Really appreciate your time. Yeah. Hey, what is Gravity Jack? Tell us about Gravity Jack, your company. What's the purpose of it? Tell us about Gravity Jack. Yeah, so Gravity Jack was founded in 2009, and it was founded uh, as an augmented reality company. So for context, uh, the App Store came out in 2008. So basically, as soon as we all had smartphones and there was an App Store, we started um, doing augmented reality, also virtual reality as well as artificial intelligence. Yeah, very early in the space. Um, We've got uh, issued U.S. patents around augmented reality with some big names uh, licensing and many more to come because we were so early in the space. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we were evangelizing very early on. In fact, one of the stories I like to tell was an angel investor meeting in 2010, 11, I think. Long story short, we're up there telling people what AR is, you know, uh, you know, all about how exciting it is. 
and kind of the head guy came up after and said, oh, this is so cool, but it's just never going to happen in our lifetime. But thanks for sharing. And we were like, wow, well, you're not really going to be right about that. And uh, he's like, it's just kind of a little crazy. And it, it, thankfully, a couple of years later at a separate event, he came up because at this point, you know, AR started spinning up a little bit more and it was more known. And he goes, Okay, okay, okay. I was I was wrong about that. And I was like, oh, can you say that just a little, a little louder? That'd be great. In a press release, a press release, maybe possibly. Yeah. Wow. So you're you guys are the front. Yeah. You guys are in the head of the head of the line, if you will. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of other companies out doing augmented reality now, but we were very, like I said, very much so uh, early on. So a lot of companies and brands came to us for some of the the hard stuff. Uh, if you will. And then as yeah. the devices have evolved over time, I mean, we were really, to be honest, in software holistically, you're handicapped by the hardware. You know, you can only do what mm. the device can do. Yeah. Um, so as the devices have gotten better, it's, it's, which is also why you've seen augmented reality evolve over the years. And it's a little bit more ubiquitous now because the devices have made it so. Yeah, technology is rapidly. I mean, I can't believe how fast technology in your field yeah. has got to be exciting. What What's real oh, today yeah. and what's real one year from now are to got to be totally different realities. No, and that's part of that kind of being futurist, really. And we've yeah. worked with a number. So brands, agencies, et cetera, come to us, hey, this is this idea we have. Can you make it happen? Uh, we're completely hardware platform agnostic, meaning we can we can dev and create any of the platforms out there. Oh, we wow. even had a Department of Defense contract early on that um, was around detonated IEDs. So oh, it's wow. not classified any longer so we can talk about it. But when, when bombs go off, essentially, all the little bomb parts, um, you know, people in theater, soldiers in theater would grab all the parts, send it to forensics labs, you know, five, six, seven weeks later, they'd get intel on it. We created um, an application that would use computer vision through the device to look at these bomb pieces, essentially cross-reference it against multiple databases, and they'd have actionable intel within hours. Um, wow. Still being used in the field. Yeah, so it's things like that where you're like, and that made a difference. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I watch yeah. a lot of what I call killer shows. I watch a lot of the killer shows, you know, where they go into forensic science <laughs> and how rapidly that goes on. You know, I watch yeah. the Independent Discovery Channel all the time, you know, and I'm stunned yeah. at how much they use this stuff now uh, to, to, oh, yeah. to put in missing pieces that aren't there. There's a piece missing. They can now, because they have two thirds of the pieces, they can assume what that missing piece is That's, and put it in there. It's fascinating. Real quick, what is the difference between AR and VR, what's the difference between virtual reality and augmented reality? Yeah, so the intent behind augmented reality is to put that digital content in your real space. Uh, you know, in the okay. gamification, you're seeing the Pokemons, you know, or yeah. maybe there's some creature character that appears in the real world. I want to see what this couch looks like in my living room, scaled to size. We did a project mm. for Samsung that was the ability to see television scale to size on your wall in augmented reality. So you'd hold up your mobile phone, tap the side note, a little personal. My husband and I were actually debating, we had to get a new TV for our living room, which size to get. Of course, he's like, we need to 85. All right. <laughs> yeah. Your husband's right. Like, Just so you know, your husband's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's way too big. And yeah. the app wasn't even ready yet. But I, I ping my guys and I'm like, send me what the, the test light filled. I want to, we got to make a decision. And anyways, my husband was right. We went with the larger that's team. So <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, so that's, and by the way, it's, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, so augmented reality is change. You can change, look at a car and change the colors or add different wheels yeah. and different things like that. 
where virtual reality, the intent and goal behind it is really to transport you somewhere. It's to take you, you're not in, you put on a headset, you can also do it on your mobile devices. Um, and it, but it's a whole 360 degree um, view of something different. So we wow. actually, you, I used to skydive and uh, mm-hmm. we jumped out of a, a plane and a helicopter with GoPro uh, 360 camera rigs on our helmet and put uh-huh. it into an app. So you could see 360, a virtual reality experience of skydiving. What does it feel like to skydive for those that would never skydive? Um, oh, wow. Yeah, or you can do, you know, I want to go do a factory tour or some sort of site location. Take me to Paris, France, uh, you know, things like that. But the goal is you're most of the time putting a headset on and you're fully immersed 360 degrees. They do have these uh, kind of really cool collapsible little headsets that you can put a mobile device in. So Mm -hmm. a lot of like marketing companies will do it, trade shows, things like that, where you can put your device into these collapsible headsets and really get that immersive uh, virtual reality experience. So those are the the primary differences between the two. Well, and since we're going over definitions, and in the last segment after the break, I want to go through the the tribe of Binyamin uh, because the war tribe, it sounds like something incredible. And then there's a biblical component to it. And I want to get that after the break. But right now, let's go through some more definitions. Um, Mm -hmm. Artificial intelligence. You know, I, I hear so much about it. I could be honest with you, it scares me a little bit. I believe like when Musk said what he said, you know, we've unleashed the demon. All I keep thinking about is these sci-fi movies where, yeah, I'm going to wake up this demon and he's going to work for me and he's going to be so thankful I woke him up. And then the first thing he does is eat the guy that woke him up. So, uh, yeah, so there's a lot about AI. So, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions, I'm sure. Should we fear AI? I mean, t- tell us about AI and, and what what's going yeah. on and is it useful okay before i jump into that I, I just would love to say this to some of the listeners out there holistically with tech augmented reality virtual reality mobile apps mobile devices artificial intelligence you know these are all tools to be used they are not inherently evil or inherently Amen. wicked right it's what it you is do with what them, right? we do with them that Amen. makes them so and you know, as a believer, as believers in general, we need to be on this playing field and not just on yep. the field in tech, but leading the charge. We cannot feed this area to the enemy again. I would argue, you know, I'm not pointing any fingers, but, you know, yep. as believers, it's like instead of being out in there and fighting it and being a part of it, a lot of them, a lot of people kind of pulled their hands back and stayed out of tech and didn't really like it. It's icky. It's this, that, the other. Well, when we do that, the enemy will take that ground. And like web two, as far as the internet and websites and things, it's full of nasty stuff. I mean, the enemy just came in there and seeded ground. And it's so important that we not fear these technologies, that we educate ourselves. We learn what they are as believers. We unite together as the body because that's when we're strong as the weapon in these different fields. So, yeah, it's solid. I think what you said and, is so spot right on. There, but it's so, yeah. yeah. It's so important. No. And same thing with emotions. I teach a lot about emotional intelligence, and I teach the same thing about emotions. Emotions are inherently near the good or bad. It's what we do with them that gives them the value. Mm-hmm. So what you said was so mm-hmm. spot on. And like I said, it's cost me a business. I change lives. Our clients are similar. Mondelez, who used to be Kraft and Nabisco, or my clients, Coca-Cola. I've trained a thousand of their executives, the military. Uh, so all of them. And, and yet... 
because I've avoided technology, it's cost me. I, I should be famous. Mm. I should be on a waiting list with people because I change lives in 48 hours, a level that nobody can do. And yet, because That's I have amazing. not used technology up until now, I have hindered God's ability to use me at a higher level. So I second okay. that. So go ahead with what you're yeah. talking about. I just wanted to add to that. Well, just piggybacking on what you so the question that before I went on a little yeah. rant was yeah, artificial okay. intelligence. What, what is it? Should we be afraid of it, et cetera? Let's boiling it down uh, kind of to its base. An artificial intelligence, AI itself, is um, extracts information and data from data given to it, right? So okay. it has to have data to pull from. And it's what it's trained with. So ChatGPT, mm. a lot of people know what ChatGPT is. Yep. It is what information ChatGPT, it's only as strong as the information it's given, right? Mm. So if ChatGPT yep. was only given the Bible <laughs> yep. and you ask it a question, you know, it could pull answers based off of what it was, the trained data set. Um, yep. And then you would have to have human intervention past that, right? If the, if the AI can't, it's uh, ever evolving and learn. It's an artificial intelligence. The reason it's, well, I don't know if that's the reason it's named that, but for me, yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. just like a natural intelligence, like us humans, it does evolve. It evolves based on the information that it's given, the input that is mm. given back to it, and it continues to learn and grow. So ChatGPT wow. has a lot of liberal, not so great information that was trained into its data sets. So mm. that's the, that's why the, the AI that's why. Now it's, it's great yep. tool. Don't get me wrong; it does a lot yeah. of fantastic things. Hey, we're getting ready to go hard break. Getting, we'll, no. Yeah, we're getting ready to go okay. hard break. Let's get, <laughs> we'll finish this conversation after the break. We're talking with Jennifer Rich. We talk about artificial intelligence, intelligence, augmented reality. We'll be right back after these messages. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. We're talking with Jennifer Ritchie. She is Chief Strategy Officer with Gravity Jack. She's a sister in Christ. She's a mother of four. She's a, a former skydiver. Don't think she does anymore. She's a wife. She's a man so much. And right now, she's with us. So thanks again, Jennifer, uh, for being with us. Uh, real quick, you were, you were talking about AI before we went to break. Was there anything you wanted to finish on the AI thing? 
thought what you hit with the point was the AI is important to us because it's only as good as the programmer. It's only as good as the input. And really, if you think about it, it's like us going through life. By, by the time a child is five years old, uh, um, we're told uh, by Dr. Adler that a majority of their map of reality is in place. A majority of their programming is in place uh, by the time they're five years old. And I deal with grown-ups in 50, 60, 70, 30 years old that they've never went back and revisited the structure of their belief systems that got them through a childhood. And so it's the mm. same way. Uh, it's only as good as the input. Uh, if every time that something went happen, happened wrong, I was beaten, boy, I would have a fear of uh, failure. Huge fear of failure. Because I know, <laughs> boy, when I fell, I'm going to get a lot of pain. And so then I would stop taking chances. So I deal with the psychological run. But what you're talking about is the same type of thing. Uh, what's inputted in that artificial intelligence, it's going to build on that. And if it's right. liberal, left, woke stuff in there, anti-God stuff in there, that's what it's going to build on. And that's that's what it's going to start creating. So I think those are valid mm -hmm. points. So anything else you want to add on AI before we get into Gravity Jack and uh, the war tribe of Benjamin? Yeah, I would just say, you you know, you had mentioned how you didn't use tech earlier on, you know, yeah. your career and, and recognize now that that's hindered. And in that yeah. same vein, with some of like the training that you, you know, you can learn what tools you use, you know, by having a, a post session contact with the groups or individuals or whatever you're yep. doing they you could have essentially used ai to know hey talking about this thing got more of a reaction and it starts to yep. learn over time in your practice and in your classes yep. and in your sessions the increase and in the, the, the things that your audience yep. for lack of a better word found valuable so a beautiful ai yeah. tool to know um you know to what's most impactful to your people so yeah. it's just and that's just right don't now. underestimate that's right now. powerful yeah yeah. yeah, and it's cost me a lot. And more importantly, I don't look at money part. I look at the lives I could have touched because I want to hear, yeah. well done, my good and faithful servant. I look at the lives. Forget mm -hmm. the money part. I got Matt, mm -hmm. how many millions of people could I have already impacted if I would have used it? So now that's what we're doing. But uh, enough about me. Mm -hmm. I want to hear now about this <laughs> war tribe of Binyam. I'm a gamer. I love to game. My family's all gamers. So, But there's so much hidden biblical stuff and learning of languages. It's so fascinating thing as I read about this. So tell me about this, yeah. this program, this software program, the War Tribe of Benjamin. Yeah. So at its core, it is a mobile augmented reality game. So iOS and Android, the game on your mobile devices with a ton of AR gameplay. So before I get into the gameplay, there's many unique things about it. But uh, the lore of the war type of Binyamin is, is very kind of C.S. Lewis-like, if you will. Oh, wow. When you start looking at the story behind it, just like Chronicles, you're like, oh, I see who Aslan represents. And, oh, and wow. so the bad, <laughs> the bad guy in the game is an evil artificial intelligence. We will actually be doing um, AIs within the game uh, that oh, you wow. can talk to and we'll talk back. And his oh, name wow. is Isazel. Uh, Isazel. Uh, is, I know Isazel. I know Isazel. I study you see what yep. I'm doing. Yeah, I know exactly what you're doing. Uh, I, Isazel is the evil AI. Yaman yep. is the good AI, representative of the uh, Lord. Isazel yep. is in the future in the year 2133. And his goal, mm. one of our taglines is this is a war that has been going on for millennia and will continue mm. to go on for millennia. Wow. So he is in the future trying to destroy humanity. And in 2133, I mean, it's destruction, apocalyptic, you know, buildings fallen, decrepit. He's destroyed almost all of humanity and the mm. yaman is trying to get all of us in the here and now 
the year 21 or 2023 and beyond to join together, just like we should as a body, uh, to join together to defeat this evil AI and save humanity. And so in order to do that, you're joining the war tribe of Benyamin to mm. defeat Isaiah. So there's all kinds of, and in some of the lore, Pangea um, is in the lore and the Yaman, oh, wow. scramble the languages of Pangea, uh, obviously some Babel tie in there. And so in the game, there are quests, all kinds of cool quests. I'm not even going to go into all of them now because one thing the Lord has revealed, particularly in the last month, is that what we think the quests are going to be, I feel like we've only scratched the surface. I really oh, believe that's like so cool. the quests so cool. in game are going to be powerful. And it's very, very cross-cultural, cross-border encouraging because we're not the body in the U.S. That's nope. not who we are. Absolutely we are the not. global yep. body of Christ. And yep. we really need to do it. So all this political stuff in the real world, these wars, these governments, you know, I just got back from Singapore four days ago. I was in Hong Kong earlier. I've done trips to Japan and China. And let me tell you, the people are beautiful. The people are amazing. They're not, you know, it's not what, what media might make it sound like, you know? I mean, yeah. we are the global body. So in the game, when you have fellow players uh, across borders, if I have a teammate in Singapore and a teammate in Malaysia and one in South America, I actually get enhanced gameplay because oh, wow. my teammates are all over the world. And so they can send weapons if I have a quest to do here or some, something I have to defeat and I don't have the right tools, but my teammate in Indonesia does, it's, it's again, enhanced gameplay, which is super amazing. And then the quests in game, because of this language aspect, we are going to be offering quests. Now, in America, Europe, wealthier economies, these types of quests won't appear. Other quests will populate. But in um, poverty ridden economies in, you know, Africa, in the Middle East, in China, and all of these places where um, it's, they struggle. They're going to have quests that will be translation quests. They're oh, going to wow. have, you know, um, and mind you, this is a secular game. This is, you know, the, this is for the world. It's not just for yep. believers, but in it will be yep. godly principles. And so you're going to do quests in the game to do translations. You know, you're going to translate wow. uh, in Africa. If you're in the Mali region, there's only a million people there. You can do a little translation and earn in-game revenue that they will be able to extract out into their local currency. So it will actually oh my gosh. change. Right? Oh, wow. My oh, my world. gosh. So That's so access. cool. <laughs> and when you start seeing what $5, $10 U.S. does to an econ a person in that economy, it changes their lives. And so the, this huge. is going to be, and not just in War Tribe, I truly believe we've got a white paper out on Opportunomics that I we believe this is going to be, you know, a new way of earning revenue um, across the world, but especially in these poverty-ridden economies. You know that there is an 85% penetration rate of smartphones worldwide. Some say 94, yeah. but I'm gonna err on the side of low. That means in these tiny, we've met, we, we are partnering with Wycliffe, Bible translations and SIL yep. have had many fantastic conversations with them. They love the idea of you. And now in the translations, I mean, they're going to be translating Shakespeare, the great Gatsby, Moby Dick, first chapter of John, <laughs> you yeah. know, so they're going to be translating all different types of text in there. Um, but we've been talking to many different groups that, that you'll be in a tiny 
village in the middle of nowhere and you'll see like the light of a cell phone <laughs> amongst yeah. the family. Like they, everybody has smartphones and it may not be, you know, a family of 12, they have 12 phones. No, but it's one phone for the whole family. Yep. They have access to it and very yep. much do gaming. So this is a way for them to do these translations, earn actual revenue. We at Gravity Jack will be receiving an NLP, a natural language processing engine. So an artificial mm. intelligence to do language translation. Wow. So as we wow. start building these language models of all of these languages, which in this whole process learned, of course, many, many things, but there are roughly 7,200 languages in the world. And wow. big tech only does the top 100 languages. Now, up defense, until now. <laughs> up until now, baby. That's right. Defense, that's like, right. There's, there's, there's not a lot of money oh, in a gosh. smaller language group. And and, hey, we're getting ready to come to a hard break. We're oh. getting ready to end the show. Okay. How do people be a part of this? I know you guys are raising capital. I know you guys are doing stuff. How do people get a yeah. part of you? Take a minute. Yeah. Tell people how to get a hold of you, okay. how they can participate. Beautiful. So we are. We did launch our first uh, public offering on a platform called Start Engine. So it is a regulation crowdfunding SEC uh, platform. So you will become a shareholder in all of Gravity Jack, not just WarTribe. So you'll get awesome. access to our patents, any revenue we create outside of that. But go to startengine.com. Search Gravity Jack. We are right there. You can add to your watch list, follow, or you know, if the Lord leads, we would love to have you as a shareholder in the company. So startengine.com, Gravity Jack. Awesome. And wartribe.gravityjack.com. I see this. Uh, what is that? Yes. yes. Is that, that'll, take you okay. to, that'll take you direct to the Start Engine page. For now. Oh, very cool. Very yeah. cool. And I want to have you yeah. back on there. So I have a, so many questions for you. You're an incredible woman, uh, a sister in Christ, and I'm, I'm really proud of you. If there's anything I can do, uh, let me know because I'm here to serve, okay? All right. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Right. Thank you, Jennifer. Have a great day. Bye-bye. I'm Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black master trainer for like it matters please find us on facebook by searching lim radio make sure to follow us like our posts and share with others also search youtube for like it matters be sure to like and subscribe to our channel and for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training our life coaching counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.